up, everyone? This is Must Go Faster, a pop culture podcast for the people. I'm your co-host, Ben Brantlinger, broadcasting from Brooklyn. And out in Long Beach, California, peeling off my wolf blitzer mask, I'm Robert Denfeld. So, welcome to Mission Impossible. Ooh, very well done. Nice. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> workshopping that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that's the name of the episode. I like it. If we can't come up with anything more clever, but in this episode, we're going to dissect the career of Mr. Tom Cruise. Greetings. <laughs> Watch the birdie. Jeez, I cracked myself up. I'm not letting you do this. You can hate me. Hey, Let me go. But I love you. Let I'm not go. letting you do this. Dad. They knew we were coming, man. They knew we were coming, and the disc is gone. Are you intact? The disc is gone. Did you? Do you read me? The list is in the open. Listen, I read you. I need a tux, a cloak with a hood, and a mask. A cloak with a hood and a mask. Yes. Take it on head first with the skills that I will teach you at work and say, no, no. you will not control me. No. no, you will not take my soul. No, no. you will not win this game. Because yeah. it is a game, guys. You want to think it's not, huh? Mom, what difference does it make? What, what, what difference does it make where you buy underwear? Hey. What difference does it make? Underwear is underwear. It is underwear wherever you buy it. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It is an up-at-dawn, pride-swallowing siege that I will never fully tell you about, okay? So, last November, you may remember, we did a uh, career dissection of Tom Hanks. Yeah, the other- Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving. That's a better pun. I we need to find an equivalent <laughs> title for this episode. We'll work on it. Right now, Mission. It's Impossible. a working title. Right, right. So we're now going to talk about the career of the other extremely successful Tom in the movie business, and this comes on the heels of the sixth installment of the Mission Impossible franchise. Yes, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout which we'll be reviewing at the end of this podcast. And we just saw, we are very, I think, I mean, Steamed I told up. before we started recording, I just, uh, I'm going to be real. I'm going to have good energy throughout, but I'm, I'm going to be a burst when that, when that uh, review hits at the end of this podcast. I'm ready for it. Me too. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like where to begin with one of the most, not even just the most famous actor or person in Hollywood, but just like, famous people yeah fa- just recognizable pers- like yes yeah. in yeah and name just name recognition of the last right. 30 years basically yeah, we're both 30 like of our lifetime this guy is just i mean redefines what it means to be like a household name i feel one like. of the and- one of the biggest action slash movie stars in history you know you could make mm-hmm. the argument he's he's the biggest biggest action star ever you know, one yeah. of the biggest Hollywood stars, recognizable figures, as you said. But yeah, I mean, we're just going to go over his career a little bit, talk about certain movies, not not touch on all of them, maybe mention all of them by name. But yeah, mm-hmm. just go over this just immense... Sprawling. Yeah. <laughs> level of work is, and career. It's quite a career. So he's 
56 years of age. Mm-hmm. I want to say he looks like he's half that, you know, like a nice, cool 33 <laughs> yeah. guy. Well, I'll give him, I'll give him like 42, maybe. He, All right, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Third, yeah. He doesn't look like he's yeah, a few years older than us, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, and given what he puts into these, especially his Mission Impossible movies, it is oh, crazy yeah. how his entire how good body he, he looks. Yeah, um, I read doing like you know background of kind of just his origins as like a human. Uh-huh. He was originally going to be like a priest. He came from like mm. was almost lived in like poverty throughout his life. Had a really uh-huh. bad relationship with his father who died when moved he moved around young. a lot. Yeah, yeah, and he had this. Um, you know, he he was gonna like, yeah. I think his original plan was like, I'm gonna be a priest, and then he uh-huh. took over the Church of Acting, uh, basically, sure. and, and yeah. decided to take that path. Um, I want to point out his just his name, Tom mm. Cruise. May like Potter. that, it, that hey, is a hey. cl- classic movie star name. Yeah, well, Cruise is his middle name. His his birth middle oh, name, I guess. His last name is Maypother. Um, but okay, his, well, that, that makes sense that he opted yeah. with Cruz for the... Right, right. I believe, yeah, I believe on his birth certificate it's Tom or Thomas Cruz Maypother. But uh, yeah, Tom Cruise was the, the natural uh, choice. Right. Yeah, he just, the career wouldn't have taken off with those. No, right. Maypother, I mean, come right. on. Um, so, you know, we also want to say... Um, you know, Cruz, he's had an interesting personal life throughout the years, and yeah. we're not we're not going to really focus on his movie career, which is tremendous, right. and not let like it's going to come up. I think nat, like seep in naturally throughout this sure. discussion. Um, you know, he's a well known Scientologist, mm-hmm. one of the most like prevalent names that practices that yeah. quote unquote religion or however you want to <laughs> define it. Um, sure, he claims it helped him overcome his dyslexia. Mm-hmm. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know, here to talk about his movie career and right. not necessarily the personal life. Um, yeah, before we don't want to we... get too much into that. Mm-hmm. And before we kind of get in through like his IMDb run, just wanted to go over like a few kind of like trademarks. Yeah, that I've been thinking about when um, you know you just think about Tom Cruise as a performer. One that first comes to mind is this is a man who who does his own stunts. I know right. uh, I'm sure we've been listening to a lot of Ringer content this past week about Cruz. Someone made uh-huh. the point that he's essentially become like America's Jackie Chan, uh-huh. the <laughs> action he, action star that does everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy, and we'll get into a mission in a Mission Impossible Fall, for example. Like he fractured his ankle. Mm-hmm. while jumping building to building in London, right. delayed production for like several weeks. Yeah, just does these stunts himself, uh-huh. which are just insane Amazing. to see on screen. Remarkable. I mean, yeah, he, in, the the amount of skills that he learns, uses, and then just like drops by the wayside. It's like uh, he he did a crash course of helicopter piloting, like training with these these military oh, yeah, professionals yeah. Oh. and he turned a, a month long crash course into a two week crash course and, you know, learned it all. And then it's like, well, when am I ever going to use this again? It was all just for like one scene in this movie, but just he, that life. just shows, yeah, it shows his one dedication. Yeah. Like he's so dedicated to the craft and to entertaining audiences. And he, he just cares deeply to make it as, as authentic and real as possible. And there, you know, there's a lot of, a lot to be said for like how seriously he takes it, even though he's like super wealthy at this point. He just still really cares about his craft and wants it to be yeah as good as it can possibly be. And he just, I think he just loves doing those things. Just yeah, as, like, he he's an adventurous you know? dude. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, I want to point out um, 
his eye contact is very just intense <laughs> in movies very, typically. Very, like he's got yeah. this stare that I mean, it's almost it's not like threatening, but it's just right. like I don't know. It's something that's very striking. In no, I, I had the clips in recently. Yeah, yeah I, I wrote down the same thing. He just has a very intense eyes. Like he he <laughs> just, has yeah, this eyes in general. Yeah, he just has this like sort of charisma and charm about him but he's also super intense and like he Mm. seems approachable in a way like he's sort of i describe him as like america's uncle or like family friend you know you kind of just feel like you know someone who's like tom cruise that's like really animated at parties and everybody sort of gravitates Mm. towards and he's just like seems like a fun person to be around but he's also this like strikingly intense and very uh you know can strikingly like handsome as well yeah strikingly handsome <laughs> very fit he's never the let hair himself is... get out of shape <laughs> the hair is impeccable as well i think that's oh, been yeah. a trademark of his look um yeah super thick and he kind of it kind of gets to what you're just saying like he he really excels in this kind of like I'm I'm calm right now, but could just explode. <laughs> right, kind of that's thing. definitely like, that's <laughs> definitely one of his calling cards. Right, right, right. Um, He'll just be he like, wanna... "They're dead. They're all right." Dead. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden yeah, he's like, yelling calm. at the top of his lungs, and you're I'm just not gonna like, freak out. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my team, my team is dead. He's also uh, a very short man. He's like, I thought yeah. he's listed at at five foot seven. Okay. Like I am wow. two inches taller than Cruz. You're you're a tall guy. I mean, you're you're like a foot taller than Cruz. I mean, That's, I don't know. You're well, not seven, not quite. Yeah, like seven but inches. You tower. You tower over him, and it's kind yeah. of crazy just to think a you know the kind of star that he is. He's just right. he's he's very short. Um, I do also want to say, despite a complicated personal life, he does have this reputation of being just kind of like a really nice guy. Like I don't think yeah. I've ever set. heard story of yeah accusing him of being like an asshole or anything like he seems right. like a good hang the kind of person as you were saying like that you just want to spend time with at like a cocktail party and things uh-huh. like that yeah you just um, kind of feel like you know him and he he's he reminds you of somebody even on screen i mean i obviously haven't met him and neither of you but you know we've heard stories and you hear about him on set and that he just you yeah. know kind of treats everybody with respect and he's there for mm-hmm. the you know, for the story and to make it as, as best as it can be. And you just, you know, very committed and wants everyone to get along and, you know, just make the best movie they can possibly make. And so that, I mean, you can kind of see that in his performances, especially earlier in his career. He, he was able to connect with audiences just because of the way you can just sort of see other people in him. And that's, that's sort of my theory of why he has connected over, you know, almost four decades now with audiences and mm. it just seems like a relatable figure and, and a good person. And the way that uh, directors seem to want to work with him more than once, you know, that's, that's usually a good sign that yeah. the guy is a good person to work with. He's a good collaborator. He's not going to be like, all about his ego and personal stuff that he just, you know, he's there for the, the art of the movie making and stuff. So that's, yeah, I, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's interesting, like the dynamic between his, his sort of persona in the pop culture, like media world is a little bit different than you, what you sort of hear people say about him. Mm-hmm. One other trademark I want to point out is his running yes i, and, I had that yes, too Rob, there 
there is an eight. I just have an all caps running. Yeah. Um, there is an 18 minute YouTube montage of every Tom Cruise run ever. It's God so bless, good. God it's bless his signature. Cut that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I can't explain it really. I can't elaborate on it, but just the guy there is, he is, you know, the Humphrey Bogart of running and running. Or something. Yeah. You know, he's just the best. He's no, the best of all time. I know what it is. I know the I, signature. I, I, I looked, I researched here. Um, he, he runs so straight up. Like his spine is perfectly mm, straight. Yeah. His posture is incredible. And the way he like, they always uh, sort of like start from behind the camera and then it moves to the side and you just see his arms pumping and his legs pumping. He has like perfect form of running and maybe he like brings his knees up a little higher than you need to in a running form. And I don't know, it's just like his signature and it just looks like he's dipping like so hard and he just, even if he's not moving that fast per se, like he's not Usain Bolt or anything, but it looks like he's running faster than anyone one has ever run it's 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 totally his signature i love that absolutely that was very well articulated (laughs) Uh, i'm sweating a lot now (laughs) right right i'm gonna go for a i just pumped my arms yeah right 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 from like cruise um he's been so he oscar wise nominated for three born on the fourth of july jerry Maguire, magnolia has never won which i Mm -hmm. in doing research i i guess i knew but Kind of just shocking when you consider yeah. the breadth and depth of his career. I know. I guess he doesn't, you know, he has, especially in the second half of his career, like most of his movies are in the action realm, which don't necessarily get a ton of Oscar love. He isn't sure. an actor, and there are exceptions here, but he doesn't, you know, really transform himself like maybe act- other actors at his caliber of fame have in the past. I mean, yeah. He like, Tom Hanks earlier, or yeah, you know, even especially like in the past Leonardo 20 DiCaprio, years. or uh-huh. yeah, or you know, or like you know, Daniel Day Lewis, who's kind of like the the uh, the archetype of like someone who transforms himself. But um, yeah, and he's always played I don't like know, it, an American man. You know, he he's never gone for like a deep accent or anything, and or done that role where it's, he has like a disability. Yeah, yeah, bo- yeah. Born on Fourth of July, um, mm-hmm. he was in a wheelchair. Um, but yeah, I mean. Just never the performance that like stood out as a clear cut, you know, Oscar sort of role. I guess um, I I would argue that Rain Man is perhaps his his finest performance alongside Dustin Hoffman, and that that movie um, won Best Picture, mm-hmm. and it's the only movie he's been in that won Best Picture, which is interesting. Um, and you said he he lost he was nominated for Oscars for those three. Um, but he he lost all three. He won Golden Globes for those three. So I mean that's. That's something he has won some acting awards, but mm-hmm. no yeah. Oscar. Yeah, he has won with eight Best Director Oscar winners: mm. uh, Francis Ford Coppola, Scorsese, Barry Levinson, Oliver Stone, Ron Howard, Sidney Pollack, Steven Spielberg, and Robert Redford. So he has. I mean, yeah. and, and there are a lot of great directors that haven't won, like Stanley Kubrick and yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas He's Anderson worked with them as well. Yeah, Cameron Crowe. Um, so Tony yeah, I Scott, mean, he, Rob he Reiner, really, <laughs> Ridley right. Scott, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and Cameron Crowe, yeah, Michael Mann, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ben Stiller, right. James yeah, Mangold, no, Brad Bird, Jeez. Christopher McQuarrie, yeah, like his his yeah. list of collaborators, and I mean, we're gonna get to this, so we might as well list them all off now. But like, he has. It's you could make the argument that he's had one of the most like prosperous and 
sort of, uh, you know, successful in terms of collaboration acting careers of all time. Just the list of names that we just gave you. I mean, you're talking about like potentially six of the consensus 10 best directors of all time that he's like starred in one of their movies. So it's just, you know, unbelievable. Brian De Palma is another one who did the original Mission Impossible. Impossible. Yeah. So just incredible list of collaborators. He um, is the first actor in history to star in five consecutive films that grossed 100 million in the United States in A Few Good Men, The Firm, Interview with the Vampire, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire. Just a stat that kind of shows, I mean, this guy's bringing in, like, despite, you know, he's also working with great directors and making mineral films, but also just bringing in box office gold um, yeah. and is one of the most reliable like i think studios just like if they're able to get crews to sign on it's just like they know right okay, this is at least going to be a hit to an extent you know yeah he's, it, just, like, he, he's one of those it. movie stars where it it's an automatic like 50 million bonus to the to the box office just because his name is is on it's like brad pitt george clooney Tom Cruise, maybe not even Clooney nowadays, but there's only, I mean, really a few left in Leonardo, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, a lot of the Mar, I don't know, like yeah, yeah it's, that's it's, a that's a, it's a weird tough list one to now calibrate. Because, right, right, right. That's another discussion for another pod. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> do you want to get into the the IMDb game of his yeah. career and kind of yeah. like go through these chronologically? Sure. I mean, um, yeah. Why don't you begin with uh, sort of his early years? So. As we kind of said in the beginning, we have not seen every Tom Cruise movie. Um, right. We are going to skip over some things, but we think we're going to cover pretty much all the notable ones. And, you know, we'll have a, a, at least a few comments on each of them. Sure. I don't know if I don't have any notes about the first like three or four films that he did. Mm-hmm. If we want to just kind of point out that like looking at his IMDb, Endless Love coming mm-hmm. out in 1981, mm-hmm. Taps coming out. That same year. And then yeah. The Outsiders, which I think was like his first like break Hollywood started to kind of take note. Yeah. Um, well, that was Francis Ford Coppola. Guy? Yeah. Francis yeah, yeah, Ford yeah. Coppola directed um, huge ensemble cast with like a bunch of stars, you know, other other notable young actors. And, you know, it was a successful movie, did well box office and critically. And, you know, I think he I, I saw this movie in high school. I don't think I've seen it since then, but. I did take note of his performance. I remember um, mm-hmm. because at that point I had seen him in other things, you know, as a child. But uh, I took note of he was 20 when that movie came out. So probably, you know, 19 when they filmed it. He he had it from the beginning. He just had that charisma and the charm and the yeah. eyes and the, you know, the way of Hair. connecting. Yeah. With the camera and the audience. So, um, yeah, from the very beginning, he kind of had that that magic Mm -hmm. and i did want to mention that he on his imdb he basically has never acted on television like he's one of the few actors i can think of that is like a pure movie star he just has never done television (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's surprising too with the rise of all these streaming services yeah in the last like five seven years uh that yeah he hasn't signed on to any He's kind of like yeah, old school in that way. Like I'm, I'm, I'm made for the silver screen, right? The, uh, right. Screen on your your laptop. It's interesting. Yeah. So 1983 so, was the big year. That's when Outsiders came out and Risky Business is is yeah. The that next was one release. I wanted to point out. I actually watched this for the first time on a plane. I think mm-hmm. earlier this year. 
I want to say, I mean, th- I think this movie itself is pretty like overrated. I know it has, you know, a bit of a legacy because of like, I don't know. It's like a, po- a popular kind of like Halloween, <laughs> Halloween costume. costume. You know? I was going to say right, he became yeah, yeah. with one slide into a room wearing, you know, a white button down shirt and sunglasses. He became an iconic uh, Halloween costume for the next 35 years and beyond. Well, yeah, I mean, that scene, yeah, that you just pointed out where he's singing old-time rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, Cruz is, he's a great, like, movie dancer. Yes. And there are <laughs> specific examples of that throughout his career. And, yeah. like, that, you watch that, like, scene on YouTube, and you're like, man, this guy's just got, he's got the sauce. You know? I will he say, he wears... Knows how to entertain. He definitely has that. He he wears a mean pair of tight jeans. Like, the guy <laughs> the guy has a great ass. Like, let's be honest. We're, 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 <laughs> He must way, work out. We are we are straight men. <laughs> right. We are happily sure. in love with our girlfriends, but we yeah. are just able to recognize, um, you Great know, ass. just hey, yeah, you know, <laughs> handsome man when we see it. Right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, risky business. I you know, and also like the glass egg is kind of like uh-huh. a popular um, what MacGuffin, I guess, in the in the sure. film. But yeah, I think Cruz his charisma carries it. The movie doesn't really about much at all, but yeah. it was a big hit and something that I think still kind of resonates in, in pop culture. Yeah. So the next one I want to, I kind of want to, I guess, like, is IMDb, All the Right Moves, Legend. I haven't even, I don't think, yeah. heard, I think I've heard of All the Right Moves. Haven't seen either, but just kind of skipping Legend. ahead. I saw Legend. Yeah, it's yeah. Ridley Scott, and it's like a fantasy story. Oh, okay. It's a little weird. It kind of stands out in his career. I mean, obviously, it was early on, but he's never really done like a fantasy story like that again, but um, I did see that a few years ago. So, <clears throat> Top Gun. Now, this yeah. is the one, you, you mentioned kind of like, outsiders and risky business but this one i think made his career really just explode oh, yeah. and he became yeah. like the guy movie star um, tom cruise i rewatched it last week i mean this movie is just it's 80s in a in a box like oh this yeah is the just music like pure yeah. <laughs> the sound oh yeah 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 the, you know the style um yeah the ca- i just love the character name you know he plays maverick, maverick. <laughs> yeah goose ice yeah. uh ice <laughs> right right <laughs> And Cruz, like, because he, he's really young, he's got, like, such a baby face. I mean, you could, it's as smooth as a baby's body in his face. I mean, <laughs> yes. it is any, he's sweating a lot in this yeah. film. Like, he, he's completely swagged out with the, yeah. the walk and the jacket. The hair, aviator yeah, shade. flapping in Kind of reminded jet, me of our friend breeze. Flynn a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Flynn's listening. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he has, like, the... Just, he has the suspenders on like the pilot's outfit, you know, and just that look of his hair. Straight and, yeah. out of like some catalog of just, yeah. you know, the white undershirt. Um, yeah. I love the chemistry between uh, Val Kilmer, who, man, watching this, uh-huh. I was like, I miss Val Kilmer, man. I know he's like, I he's know. not, he's alive still, but like, yeah, he's had some really health problems. Do. Has it? Is he? Uh, yeah, he's had, okay. I, I mean, I'm not even sure what it was exactly. Some sort of bout with cancer, perhaps. I don't know. This is terrible. But uh, yeah, he, he has had some health scares i know in the past few years Damn. well hope he gets better <laughs> shout and... out to val kilmer yeah right yeah yeah yeah. geez um but yeah his, the chemistry between him and Cruz in this is awesome um some of those shots too like in the cockpit of this movie it reminded mm. me of i thought it kind of held up pretty well and also like those those shots where uh the planes are getting like or are, are about to take off for landing it's like very shot in like this like orange dusk type oh yeah thing i don't know it, it, it's it, it's part of the film that was like just oh, this iconic is like imagery cool yeah. cinematic and 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 holds up i was thinking of like dunkirk when i was watching mm. the way some of the the plane action was shot and like in yeah. the, that point of view from like in the cockpit and i was like oh, i wonder if 
Nolan kind of picked up on this. And totally. I do want to point out that he they're making a sequel to Top Gun yeah. called Top Gun Maverick coming mm-hmm. out next year. Yeah. I'm sure Cruz is going to fly, being the crazy bastard that he is. He's going to fly, you know, <laughs> Definitely. every one of those fighter jets, you know. And, yeah, and, and, it's filming right now. He's probably in a jet right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, Fallout 2 jet, whatever. I'm in a yeah. jet now. Next and when next we, whenever wow. you're listening to this also, just imagine Tom Cruise is flying a jet right now, so... Just know that he's he's flying something, <laughs> yeah. he's, or he's like yeah. doing you know he's doing something more extreme than what you're doing. Right, definitely. So let's move on to Color of Money. Yeah, which uh, his first or was this his only Scorsese? Uh, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was the sequel to The Hustler, um, mm-hmm. the classic uh, Paul Newman film. Um, Paul Newman reprises his role in this one. I, I read that Newman was like. Cruz's acting idol so obviously a big deal for him to to partner up with him on this and yeah Cruz is just bursting with charm in in this film I will say though like Risky Business I think this is I don't know I I remember I think I watched this like two years ago and I just me too movie itself I just didn't think like the story I didn't really care about it Um, it's a pretty small movie especially for Scorsese and Paul Newman and Tom Cruise like those three you would think maybe it'd be a little more epic but it's kind of this small story about you know, uh, billiards hustlers and uh, that mm-hmm. that sort of world and circuit that they're on. And I think it's a really like flamboyant and loud performance from Tom Cruise, yeah. but it's it's really Very cool brash. to see him. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, just in your face um, a little more than he usually is. But it's cool to see him as sort of this bad boy uh, taking on Paul Newman, who's supposed to be like the, I guess, the good guy, even though he has his sort of dark side as well yeah but it's cool to see them bounce off each other and and especially like the hollywood icon that is paul newman and if you mention he's one of his favorite actors that's cool i didn't even know that but um Mm -hmm. you can imagine like those are you know one of the biggest movie stars sort of passing the torch in a way to the newest biggest movie star Mm -hmm. you know so yeah there is a great scene kind of getting like back to that point of like great at the movie dance where uh, werewolves in london is playing mm. and he's like shooting pool and uh-huh. just like his confidence level is on just like 1000 oh yeah and he's like strutting yeah. around with the pool cue and like totally hit, nailing every shot and he's like doing these like almost like kung fu moves <laughs> with the pool cue while yeah the, while the song it's it, the scene is on youtube it's a really like awesome just scene of his like acting chops and just like how yeah freaking like cool and confident he can be on screen <laughs> a great precursor to the last samurai no <laughs> yeah right right yeah. yeah that's what made him want to do it yeah. so next no but he was he two- was 24 years old i just wanted to mention his age like yeah. i'm just trying to keep keep it in perspective of how early he was a huge star like the color of money he was 24 when it came out top gun he was 23 when it came out so he's still a very young man at this time so it's just, I mean, it's really cool how quickly he was mm-hmm. one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Mm-hmm. So two years later, Cocktail, 1988. Have you seen, I have not seen Cocktail. I actually I haven't either, no. Our boy Bill Simmons is obsessed with this movie. Yeah. I think in a way where he's like, he knows it's completely preposterous, but I've seen also scenes like of it. very entertaining. Yeah, I've never seen the whole thing. He was nominated for the worst actor Razzie Award. <laughs> nice, uh, the the nice. logline of this movie is a talented New York City bartender takes a job at a bar in Jamaica and falls in love. I mean, you can just kind of like, what are <laughs> yeah. the chances that's going to be a quality film? Like, very Is that low. the entire script? <laughs> <No>. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a yeah that's plot a to plot b to plot c and or, you know act one action <laughs> yeah and i i watched the trailer and you can just tell this is like just an awful extremely mm-hmm. dated movie but i i do i would watch it though yeah um, came out the year we were born yeah yeah 88 later that year takes takes a more dramatic turn and yeah. stars in in rain man mm-hmm. harry levinson's uh charlie babbitt big achievement that's this one best picture best actor dustin hoffman best yeah. director and best writing yeah uh and he plays I, opposite he of, should have been nominated for best supporting mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah i remember i think i watched this movie in college you you own this you had this in one of your one of your dvd books i believe yeah um, <laughs> definitely watched it then uh-huh and uh yeah, it's it's definitely a movie too. If I you know remember, it 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 feels very eighties as like most movies from that time do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember love loving it to be honest, but uh, it is. I mean, the success it had kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, and, I just think Tom Cruise's performance is is amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was his first. Uh, I think yeah, this was like his first like. He, I know he wasn't nominated directly, but first big like Oscar success movie that he was you know associated with. Yeah, and that kind of ties in. Twenty six year years old. Later, born on the fourth of July, nineteen eighty nine, where he was nominated. Um, I actually have not seen this. It's been on my list forever. He plays yeah. the uh, real life para- paralyzed Vietnam War veteran uh, Ron Kovic. Kovic. Um, mm-hmm. Have you have you seen this? I actually haven't either. It's Oliver Stone. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is my biggest yeah, hole yeah. in my my Tom Cruise. Uh, resume i guess uh i have not seen this movie either but i know it's beloved and you know one of oliver stone's most acclaimed movies but yeah it's a hole in yeah, my lineup i saw a quote from him saying like he's like when i made this film people said this is going to ruin your career why mm-hmm. are you doing this right after you know you did top gun why not just mm-hmm. do top gun 2 which ironically he's doing next year 30 years <laughs> yeah, later yeah um but he's like you know i wanted to challenge myself yeah and uh it shows his range Right, right, yeah, you got to respect, um, you know, any uh, performer, you know, going against the grain like that and, and, and wanting to, to challenge themselves in this way. Um, quick little sidebar, I, I found I, something I did not know as we're entering the 90s here, mm-hmm. that Tom Cruise, he was considered to play Henry Hill in Goodfellas. Oh, really? eventually went to Ray Liotta. Yeah. Would have been fascinating. I feel like almost like too famous even at this point yeah. to play that I, I agree I, mean, I love Ray Liotta in that I it's hard for me to even vision him in that I guess I kind of can see it I, I just I, I think it wouldn't have, have worked as well he's too likable like Ray Liotta kind of has that that edge to him and that dark side um and you don't really yeah. like trust even though that him. character is kind of complex in in Goodfellas where he, oh, totally. he's definitely the most likable gangster in in the movie totally but, still but he has that face where you're just like you can kind of tell he has like a history and he's, a, he's like Tom Cruise a little more like boy next door ish in a way yeah yeah gangster I don't I I can't really see um him in the gangster role but I thought it was interesting that he was I didn't know that yeah, yeah. So I do want to point out, yeah, kind of up into this point, I feel like I've been, I've been saying kind of some poor things about the movies he's been in. I guess in the '80s cruise, like I, there isn't an '80s cruise movie that I necessarily love, mm. but I do want to say that it's about to change as we get into the '90s because holy hell, like he he just tear, tears. Oh up yeah, there. great run. Um, so 
the I know I guess they started with Days of Thunder, mm-hmm. Cole Trickle. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Scott directed. Amazing name right there. Yeah, Cole race, Trickle racing movie. I, I haven't yeah. seen this one either. I'm not as ready to yeah, watch this I mean, one, I, but I know it's pretty yeah, iconic. Right, but kind of the first I think awesome 90s movie that he was in was 1992's A Few Good Men. Yes. Rob Rayner, the ultimate Reiner. like yeah. rainy rainy day movie. Aaron Sorkin yeah. wrote this, if uh-huh. I'm correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cast is just so stacked. I mean, yeah. Kevin Bacon, Demi Moore, Jack Nicholson, Kiefer Sutherland, uh-huh. <laughs> um, of course, Tom Cruise. You know, Obviously, a, a lot of quotable lines from this. The, oh, I yeah. want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Is, right. is one of the most what? That's like a top twenty most quotable interaction. It's got to be. History, and maybe. yeah, even before that, he's like Colonel Jessup. Did you order the code red? Oh, yeah, that's so good. The, that entire back scene and forth. is classic. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. It holds up so well. Like I, I rewatched like that scene a few times in the way. Yeah. Like, and Chris is like, I want the truth. And his like, head yeah. like shakes and he puts his arm, like throws his arm down and stuff. It uh-huh. was, it's just really good stuff. Um, so good. Yeah. And rewatching the trailer, I was just like, I immediately just like wanted to stop what I was doing and just like watch a few good No, that, that's, you put it perfectly, like the rainy day movie. I feel like I watched this movie five or six times at my lake house growing up with my grandparents' house. Um, oh, it's yeah, just yeah. like whenever the weather was bad outside, it was it was either like this or Hocus Pocus. That we, okay. I feel like I watched this movie quite a bit. And yeah. it was one of the first like adult movies that I got really into and, mm, you know, stuff. watched with my uncles and dad and stuff. So, yeah, this this movie really is one of my favorites for sure, probably for that reason. But it's also just great. Yeah, I, I was just thinking of the scene in this um I think when the rewatchables did a podcast about a few good uh-huh. men, they're like perplexed by the scene where they're like, it's like late one night and they're going over the case and they have, yeah. they drink like, Cruz drinks like an entire like liter of whiskey and is like still like total, totally functional. Yeah. He's still delivering this like, snappy what? Sorkin dialogue right? with like no slurring. Yeah. yeah it's like, yeah, it's like, dude, this guy like check his BAC level, like take him to That's a great. hospital, get his stomach yeah. pumped and he's like still like totally like charismatic and stuff. Lieutenant Caffey will have a long and prosperous career teaching typewriter maintenance at the Rocco Colombo School for Women. Thank you for playing. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Um, so I guess, uh, have you seen an interview with a vampire? Again, this yeah. is kind of, I, I have not seen, this is a big hit. Um, yeah, I think, and you you passed over the firm also the the John Grisham yeah, novel yeah. Sidney Pollock directed. That's I haven't seen that, but I know a lot of people love that. I mm. I tried to watch that before this pod, but I just didn't get to it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the firm in '93, and then yeah, Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles '94. Uh, yeah, I have seen this. Um, I don't remember it much. I watched it. I don't know, like six or eight years ago or so. Um, I mean, he plays a vampire. Um, it's a little. <laughs> little dark Brad Pitt's in it, Christian Slater. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. I, I don't really have, like, a note about it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think you're going to have some notes about the next one here, because it is the first Mission Impossible, 1996, Brian, Brian De, Palma. De Palma. Kind of the first, like, straight-up action movie for Cruise, and this really kind of changed the trajectory of his career in a way where he became almost more than anything, like, an action star. Yeah. This movie 
is iconic in many ways. I mean, the score for one is just oh yeah, uh, is the title still sequence gets yeah. gets me going. Uh-huh. Um, kicked off one of the most successful action franchises ever. Yeah, and it really it set the Mission Impossible like template going forward for this movie. So like, right. you have your global set pieces. You have like. A very kind of confusing, twisty plot that doesn't really make sense, but you <laughs> especially kind of just go this along one. With this it. one is—I I don't oh, know when the last time you watched this confusing. movie. It borderline doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, uh, yes, incoherent. It, it, apparently, like they didn't quite have the script finished when they started shooting, and they were figuring <laughs> it out as they went. And you know, John Voight's character takes some turns, and uh, it's it's a little convoluted at times, and a little—I don't know you could say silly and stupid in terms of the plot at times, but it, it does come together as this like really interesting uh, action film that also has this like European flair for drama and storytelling. Yeah. Like spy thriller notes Mm -hmm. and just great filmmaking. Brian De Palma, um, a good cast. Yeah. The Langley scene. So iconic. I I was rewatching that on YouTube and I was like, Dan, this is just, high level filmmaking yeah you know, coming the tension down the building yeah when he i mean god you talk like how much in shape he had to have been where the you know the wire like drops and he goes to the floor and like right before he hits it it, it stops and he like is holds is, his entire his body, body is weight. completely yeah. yeah it's like and he's like and he's like waving his hands <laughs> yeah. he can't touch it i was like it made me like <laughs> pulling a muscle watching yeah his core his core is just leaps and bounds above mine (laughs) right 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 um, yeah my body would flop to the floor like all four limbs would just hit the hit the ground and just every alarm would go off (laughs) um it also you know it has like the you know these like random MacGuffins which have kind of stuck with all the mission impossible um yeah movies going forward totally cold open Mm-hmm. You know these movies; they, they just they never really make any sense, but they are just so much fun. And I think yeah, these movies just—it's such a great name, like just Mission Impossible. It really uh-huh. is aptly named. Like yeah, it's really just like a series of missions that are seemingly impossible, but somehow yeah. Ethan Hunt and the crew just like pulls them off. And the IMF, um, the Impossible Mission Force, just uh, collaborates. You know, Ving Rhames pulls out a pulls out a gadget that no one's ever seen before and it is funny to go back and see this 96 technology you know it's a little oh, yeah, a little uh, analog yeah. at this point and pretty outdated but oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's you know like <laughs> at the time i remember watching it when i was like eight or ten years old for the first time and i was like oh this is so cool like does this really exist you this know is like the future before cell phones were a thing and you know it's mm-hmm. uh it was at the time really groundbreaking and cool and I, I wanted to mention that this is the first movie that he produced um and that was obviously a great financial decision on his part and he has gone on to produce all six of or you know co-produce all six of these mission impossible movies and some others in his career not every movie he does now but a lot of his movies he's a producer on so he has yeah, yeah. apparently like a lot of control for a producer and actor um on like final cut and things oh, so yeah, yeah i mean yeah just kind of building his legacy through his own like creative you know he's never directed anything but like his role as producer and collaborator with these directors on these movies like it's it's pretty known and clear that he he is more than just the the star of the movie. He has a lot of say in what goes into it. Absolutely. So later that fall, does Mission Impossible, the summer of 96, in the fall, 
comes at us with Jerry Maguire. Yeah. The Cameron Clove classic. Definitely, this is a top three cruise movie for me. I yeah. could make the argument that it's it's my favorite cruise movie. Uh-huh. Mm, Iconic Probably lines. his most quotable role. I mean, yeah, you complete me, show me the money, who's coming with me, help yeah. me help you. I mean, uh-huh. it, it goes on and on. I love you. You? It has a lot of heart. I mean, this this performance, he plays, you know, the title character, Jerry Maguire, the sports agent, and he really exposes, like, you know, vulnerability to this role and, like, anxiety. It was new for him in his career to kind of show this side of him. Mm. You know, he gets fired. That's, like, not, like, he was, like, <laughs> yeah. invincible at this point. Like, he gets right. fired in the movie, which is kind of, like, new, and he's kind of desperate. Um, this movie, yeah, just very rewatchable. Amazing Cuba Gooding Jr. performance. Who, yeah. This also Won launched the, Oscar. the best. I mean, the best Oscar speech in history. <laughs> yes. um, uh, and yeah, I just love that, like, doing Mission Impossible in the summer to this in the fall. I mean, quite quite a flex. Yeah, I love yeah. this movie. It's it's so great. I mean, I don't know. It's another one of those movies I feel like I watched 10 times growing up and just is imprinted in my brain. And it's mm-hmm. it's such a relatable not maybe not relatable, but just iconic figure in in movie history is Jerry Maguire, the character, and he was only thirty four when this movie came out, and uh, you know still had a lot of growth as an actor and stuff. But it seemed like he was at this was like the pinnacle of his career. Mm-hmm. But so uh, he yeah. takes three years off. Oh, well, Rob, he was he was he, working. Why did he, he take three years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seemingly didn't you'd be like, oh, why did he? You know, he's been doing you know a movie a year up until this point. Yeah. Well, he had been making, been on this movie we're about to talk about, which God, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on, but yeah, holds the Guinness World Records as the longest constant movie shoot over 15 months, a period wow. that included an unbroken shoot of 46 weeks. Wow, that's insane. Stanley Kubrick's final film, Eyes Wide Shut. Um, this movie is fascinating in so many ways. I feel like it's. Allure has just grown throughout mm-hmm. the years. Um, stars alongside Nicole Kidman, who he was actually married to at the time. Yes, I want to say you know there's a lot of they, uh, hints at their relationship dynamic in the movie, uh, and yeah, it's I mean a, this movie ended. The, it's it, loaded. It, it ended. It ended their relationship. <laughs> yeah, it had honest. to. Like they they got they, they did get divorced after this, and like you know Kubrick is you know I've you know a genius beyond belief, um, but he had a history of breaking down his his actors and actresses in, in his movies yeah. in a way that had, you know, some lasting uh emotional Definitely. damage and, and I feel like, like this that. movie this movie aged Tom Cruise like seven years, even though it took <laughs> right. you know, it was only like two years in the filming and, yeah, and yeah, production. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like he matured into like a new version of himself during the production of this movie and it's an amazing performance by Cruz it's it's interesting like I I would love to just hear why Kubrick chose Tom Cruise like it was I don't know this movie is just really fascinating if you haven't seen it I highly recommend watching it and it's it's got some you know interesting content and you know viewer beware (laughs) it's a good way a, yeah, that's a very, uh, interesting content. Uh, yeah, hypersexual, a, uh, hypersexual movie. Erotic. 
Yeah, it is a lot a, of like dreamscapes. Movie. Yeah, um, but anyway, it's it's a really cool performance, and obviously Stanley Kubrick directing you is a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. So yeah. Why don't you tell me the rest of it? It's... It's too awful. It's only a dream. It came out in 99, and he was 37. So in his age of 37, he had three movies come out, but before that, Jerry Maguire, was he was 34. So like, mm-hmm. there was a, a stretch of a lot going on in his life i can imagine yeah there's this quote from him he plays a character called dr bill and he says i didn't like playing dr bill i didn't like him it was unpleasant (laughs) but i would have absolutely kicked myself if i hadn't done this basically saying hey if arguably the greatest director in movie history offers you a role like you're gonna put up can't say no some of the other things that will go into it and you're going to have to do it. Um, so yeah, just to go from like Mission Impossible to Jerry Maguire to Eyes Wide Shut, I mean, that is a hell of a trio. Yeah. Complete range of genres. You're going from like espionage action to like sports romantic comedy to erotic psychological thriller. Then you add in this next movie we're going to hit on, freaking <laughs> Magnolia. I mean, God, that range, like 96 to 99, I think is just like Apex Cruise. Yeah, Magnolia was 99 also, um, so this came out the same year as Eyes Wide Shut. Paul Thomas Anderson plays Frank T.J. Mackey, this really interesting like <laughs> motivational speaker, but he has this really yeah. deep uh, scene with his, his dying father, and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in the room playing uh, his father's like bedside or home mm-hmm. nurse or whatever. Um, it's a, that's a really deep and emotional scene and maybe one of the best scenes I've ever seen of Tom Cruise. Um, and then it's just contrasted by this like loud performance of this motivational speaker guy, uh, all like just man's man type of thing. Like this ugly, ugly person. Yeah. Yeah. It's his most like out there performance in a way. Like it really is like weird and and just just out there i i read that um pta made a visit on the set of eyes wide shut to kind of like spend time with kubrick and like learn you know pass the torch i guess and and that's where he offered the role of uh frank tj mackey to tom oh Cruise. that's cool and i didn't know that's that. just like man going from just think about going from like a kubrick movie to a pta movie and like yeah paul Thomas anderson was not he's like chilled out now but I, this was like you know after boogie nights and like he was not i don't think the easiest director no. to work with you know and so this like movie is like these... three and a half hours long <laughs> you know oh yeah it's yeah, uh, yeah. probably a pretty he, complex production although he's I, tom I, cruise is not the lead in this movie he's kind of a yeah a supplemental character role. but yeah i'm sure it was an interesting shoot as well he um i i read that he kind of like relished in this kind of role because it was so different from like the repressed character that he played in eyes wide shut oh which sure is kind of just like a complete he could just yell on stage yeah yeah well so, this this goes this backs up he continues with the long hair in magnolia i think he was growing it out for mission impossible 2 with oh, john yeah, woo 
Yeah, Ethan Hunt returns in 2000. John Woo, most like action, uh, you know, Jackie Chan-ish type uh, role in this yeah, uh, Mission this Impossible. Yeah, the silliest it's, Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's widely considered the worst of all six of these movies, yeah. but it still has like its its moments and its uh, action sequences that are, you know, worth watching. Um, you know, obviously, like, I, I wanted to mention this during the first Mission Impossible, but just when, like the fuse strikes in the credits and it oh, launches oh. i just love when that music starts like it, it just gets me excited every single time no it, so. it does get me going yeah. yeah yeah it gets me going too i do want to see yeah the use of john woo he like was obsessed with like the slow motion action mm, totally and i think he like did it a bit in the in, yeah. in this movie um here's a hot take too about this film do you remember this is back i mean god it shows you how long ago this was but when like Limp Biscuit was still a thing. Oh, totally. Obviously like one of the <laughs> worst bands of the last 30 years, but yeah. they actually did a kind of dope theme song to this, like in the mission mm. impossible theme, it was like hard rock, but it, in, in mm. like, I don't know. It's, 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 I think it's called like take a look the world around me or something. Okay. I can't believe I'm I don't saying recall this, but that, but it, I believe it, you. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a Limp Biscuit. Like it's not, it was kind of cool. Let's okay. go on. I'll <laughs> check it out. So yeah, so next is I guess yeah Vanilla Sky. Yeah, he did Vanilla Sky and a, Crew, right? Yeah, another Cameron okay. Crow movie. Um, and then we'll just skip over that. That's two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. uh, Minority Report, two thousand two. Mm. Steven Spielberg directed. He plays Chief John Anderton, the uh, pre-crime chief and Such you know cool protagonist concept. in the story. At times antagonist, but really protagonist. Um, really cool movie. I I really love this movie. It's one of my favorite. Yeah. Uh, late I grew up well, like, Spielberg. I feel like I re- I watch like. Like the summer this came on, like rent at Blockbuster and watched it like twenty times. That's, yeah, you know, it like was whenever. like our it was it was eighth I, uh, grade or ninth grade for us, so like yeah, a yeah, really yeah. pliable time of our lives. And uh, I'm glad yeah. I love this movie. I mean, this is when I had like awful taste in movies like, uh-huh. as, as a child, and I still like dug it. The use of technology is awesome. Um, been meaning to rewatch it. Such a cool concept of like predicting future murders and yeah yeah it's just a really really cool Spielberg flick that uh, definitely and like yeah Colin Farrell is in it as well and, it's worth a rewatch uh, it's it still holds up the technology is still really great in it even though it came out you know sixteen years ago now it's it really holds up and looks great and is a really fun watch um, and to me this this ends his like pinnacle peak cruise years it, it was mission impossible jerry Maguire, eyes wide shut magnolia mi2 vanilla sky minority report all in this six-year stretch like just the amount of work done in that six-year period is just remarkable and yeah to me his best stretch of his career mm-hmm. so next i do want to point out that he had a, a cameo in austin powers and gold member 2002 oh yeah um yeah. at playing himself i think uh-huh. or f- yeah famous austin whatever that is and then did <laughs> last samurai which kind of is considered a pretty big bomb mm-hmm. um but then the following year did collateral teamed mm-hmm. up with michael mann another just really good director that he just hadn't worked with at this point in his yeah. career and um great i want to say scenes. is this the first and only time he was like a stone cold villain. He plays this hitman, um, yeah, Vincent. And I feel like yeah. this was like I'm trying to think. Like I don't know if he's played, you know, he's kind of played like somewhat villainous characters. Yeah. But this is like I mean, he is like the antagonist in this film. I think he's um, bad in 
yeah interview with the vampire i can't even remember if he's the good guy or the bad guy in that but yeah this one is like a clear he's he's the bad guy he's the antagonist so yeah i think that's probably true and he does it really well like he's he's pretty scary in this role and intimidating silver fox yeah plays off of jamie fox really well it's a it's a really good movie i like this a lot yeah and then a year later uh getting back in the blockbuster realm teaming back up with Spielberg does War of the Worlds, which I remember was one of the most tense theater-going experiences of my life, I want to say. Yeah. I mean, this movie brings it. I, I, There's a lot of, like, and, I, and this is on purpose, but, like, you know, uh, imagery that provokes kind of, like, 9-11 in certain ways. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like, I, I know the ending is pretty, like, panned and kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. I feel like if that ending was a bit better, this would be, like, considered one of the best, like, I don't know how you classify it, like, war sci-fi movies alien, of the alien last, movies. like, yeah. 20, yeah, five years. I mean, it is really, um, just really an intense yeah. uh, experience watching this film. I think it's really entertaining. Um, you know, it has its flaws, but I think it's a great, you know uh end of the world you know annihilation type movie mm-hmm. and i think cruz carries it you know he's this father figure in the movie uh cruz himself has three kids by the way but um yeah he mm-hmm. he plays a great dad you know and just really relatable and trying to protect his family at all costs and um i think his persona and his character really brings the movie together and makes it work um yeah cool action movie also want to point out this was the year he jumped on Oprah's couch. Oh famously. yeah, yeah. So uh, just a little just injection proclaiming of what's going his on love. In the personal yeah. life to Katie Holmes. Uh, I mean, it, it's a pretty. I was watching that interview earlier, and it's uh, it's pretty um, wild to watch. I'll just say that. okay, <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah, he's 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 a happy man. Um, yeah, yeah. So the following year does. MI3, yeah. Mission Impossible 3, directed by J.J. Abrams. And I actually just watched this for the first time the other night. Oh, nice. And I watched it also like really a week ago. really liked it. Yeah, um, it's I really was, good. I was, uh, I mean, I know like, you know, almost all the Mission Impossible movies, exception of two, are like really solid, but this mm-hmm. was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It gets into like the life of, personal life of Ethan Hunt. Yeah. I think uh, more than almost any of the other films. Yeah. Um, you know, I know we're thinking have to shout out the god Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Easily him. the best villain, probably yeah. the best performance in all of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um so memorable. There's an amazing threat scene in this film, mm-hmm. um, where he's on a plane uh, uh you know, it, mm-hmm. it's on YouTube where he's like on the plane with Cruz and he's like, Yeah. Do you have a wife, girlfriend? Like right. I'm gonna hurt her. <laughs> right. I'm gonna hurt her. And like he, he's just like so like his voice is just good. It's so kind of like mundane. Um, yeah. Or even in the opening scene, he just like there's this cold open where mm-hmm. he he has like a gun to his wife's head and he's yeah. like Michelle Monaghan. Yeah, the rabbit's foot. Where is it, Ethan? The rabbit. I'm gonna foot. count like to he's three. just like this whole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't think I'll do it? You don't yeah. think I'll do it right now? <laughs> uh, uh, it is uh, really great performance. He's only in like four or five scenes, but. Mm-hmm. Totally makes his present felt, and well, I yeah, think it, just really it brings dug. out the best in Ethan Hunt slash Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Also, I think uh, they play off each other really well. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, really dug Mission Impossible 3. I think, yeah, just the direction. I think Abrams did a really good job and yeah. great action sequences and yeah. good pace. It, 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 I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Um, let's, let's move on um, to yeah, yeah. Tropic Thunder. Maybe, perhaps, that's 2008, directed by Ben yeah. Stiller. He's he's kind of a cameo, Tom Cruise. He plays Les Grossman, the uh, executive in the movie studio. A funny character. Maybe his his funniest probably his funniest character is one Pure, of the like zany comedies humor. that he's yeah. in yeah definitely his like zaniest i will say and making fun of himself a little self-deprecation with the uh the jumping on I the, felt, the couch yeah, thing i feel like it was kind of like the strategy at the time given his reputation yeah outside of movies like he needed a role where he wasn't taking himself seriously at all kind of poking mm-hmm. fun at himself I mean, he's like unrecognizable in this. I think he's wearing like a fat suit. He has like really like hairy hands. <laughs> hairy arms. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arms. Um, interesting entry in the career. You know, when you just look at it as a whole. Um, but yeah, it's I don't a, know. it's it, a it's, glorified cameo though. It's not like right, he was right. the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was gonna skip ahead. He's got like a few kind of like. Just unmemorable action movies like Valkyrie, Night and yeah. Day with like, Lions for Lambs. The uh, Ghost Protocol, um, Ghost Protocol in 2011, directed by Brad Bird. This kind of, I think, rejuvenated the MI franchise in a way. Like, mm-hmm. they hadn't made one in five years. Um, you know, I, I randomly own this on Blu ray for some reason. It's definitely like the most, <laughs> Me too. out of all these, like, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, most like nonsensical plot, which is saying a lot for these films, but still uh-huh. had like some amazing. I think that there's the sequence where he, like, you know, jumps out of this, like, you know, Oh, the Burj Khalifa skyscraper right? yeah, in in uh, Dubai. Yeah, like in in Dubai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like just preposterous, <laughs> right? Um, but um, yeah, it did kind of rejuvenate it. Uh, the, the you, franchise to get yeah. it to where it is today. Yeah. Um, what well, else? You we skipped got over I mean, also of, Night and Day. The uh, yeah, the silly yeah, kind of yeah. silly with Cameron Diaz, James Mangold directed, who did Logan last year. Um, it's it's actually a pretty good movie. Like I, people kind of sleep on it. I. Just shout out to Night and Day. I wanted to mention that real quick. 2010. Mm. But yeah, then uh, after after Ghost Ghost Protocol, he does Jack Reacher. Yeah, yeah. Jack Reacher. I saw the first one. I just didn't get much out of it. I didn't really care for it much. Uh, I mean, there, it's another like action sequence movie. Um, have you seen these two movies? Uh no. I, Jack Reacher. No. I mean, it just seems like. You know why spend time watching? I mean, unless it's, right. it, it seemed maybe like a good like airplane movie or something. Yeah, this um, was in 2012, and I think the sequel came out in 2016. Um, I never saw the sequel. I don't yeah, didn't yeah. care for it. But yeah, another action movie. Um, followed by Oblivion, which is 2013. Another like post-apocalyptic Earth where he's like this sort of a combination of War of the Worlds and Minority Report character i don't know what that means really but that's what i thought uh (laughs) joseph uh kaczynski is the director um and he's also doing top gun maverick uh that they're currently filming um interesting movie not not terrible but not great i would say not on his like upper echelon yeah and then that leads into 2014's edge of tomorrow directed by doug lyman uh he plays character cage uh die or what is it live die repeat is the tagline for this yeah, movie they tried to really like cool rename movie. the movie after it was released because it had really bad marketing leading up to it but because the movie like 
was just really good and a fun concept and it had you know emily blunt and tom cruise it became this like sleeper hit of the summer i remember yeah was just through like great word of mouth um Mm -hmm. i don't know anyone who like doesn't like this movie i would say and it's just Um, super entertaining yeah yeah uh yeah no this is a really 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 fun fun movie Mm -hmm. um one i could see them making a a sequel of someday but uh it's kind of like yeah groundhog day but as like an action sci-fi thriller yeah, well, Doug Lyman, um, the director, Lehman, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, he also directed uh, American Made, which came out last year, um, mm. which we were going to get to. So after Edge of Tomorrow, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, uh, that was Christopher McQuarrie also directed and wrote. Uh, that was 2015. And then The Mummy came out 2017. So like he's doing some roles. The Mummy, you know, was kind that, of a that flop. Bombs. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a that was a bad one. Um, maybe maybe like his biggest flop of his career and kind yeah. of a low point. But um, he backed that up with American Made, which I just watched the other day, um, and I really enjoyed. He plays this like based on a real character, based on a real person, Barry Seal. Um, back in the seventies or I guess eighties, in late seventies, early eighties, this guy who's a TWA pilot. Uh, gets involved with the CIA and starts flying for them and then gets involved in like drug trafficking with the Colombian uh, cartel like Medellin and stuff and Pablo Escobar. Fascinating movie. Um, maybe not one of his best, but like an interesting character choice. He does like a Southern accent in it. Um, but I found myself entertained. Like, I mean, it's just Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise, you know, and uh, back to his old charm and uh i i enjoyed it so i think it's worth watching so this has led us up to his most recent flick mission impossible fallout yeah came out midsummer um written directed by christopher McQuarrie, who directed rogue one and a few other projects that Cruz has been a part of i do want to point out uh the director he won a screenplay for uh usual suspects like very early in his career which i was young didn't yeah so you said right. Rogue One, Rogue. That's Star Wars, but or Rogue to One. Just correct that, Rogue Nation. Yeah, the Star Wars <laughs> MI crossover. <laughs> right. um, I'd watch it. Yes, thank you for calling that out. So, saw this walking out of the theater. One of the first things I said is, "This is hands down the most impressive collection of action scenes since Mad Max: Fury Road." Easily, oh, good call. Yeah, this movie trip not doubles down triple downs on everything this franchise has done before in terms of action this is some high octane shit rob it is this is like i i felt like i had a shot of adrenaline to the jugular after i I watched this movie (laughs) i mean i was like you watched like you saw it in a matinee correct no yeah i saw it yesterday at 12 45 and then went straight to work uh afterwards i was worked at night but uh yeah it was didn't need any coffee that day an interesting way to begin my afternoon. Um, really intense, fun action sequences, sort of nonstop. I mean, there is some, there is some like downtime in this movie, and maybe you could it's argue a little, a, a little bit too much of that. Like maybe they could have cut something out of there. But I know the director, and I know what he was going for just based on interview that he did with uh, Sean Fennessy from the ringer on the big picture. Um, just trying to create like flesh out this character a little more and, and show his emotional journey and sort of like 
He described Christopher uh, McQuarrie, the director and writer of this movie, describes Ethan Hunt in a really fascinating way as like this character that we've seen before in cinema, but he like this spy, you know, action hero, but his sort of hesitation and apprehension and and fear that he's able to convey like he is this uh, this crazy action guy but he kind of always resists doing these things like it's yeah it's kind he of never like wants to be doing them yeah it's like a of, last yeah, resort type point. thing so it's and it, Cruz is just able to portray that so well with his facial acting and and the way that he like looks uh apprehensive right before he does something crazy but then he does it you know it's uh yeah I, and that really came through in this movie especially and I thought it was well done so yeah so yeah I would say you know with this movie it you know look the writing is stiff at times mm-hmm. the villain is pretty lackluster plot is kind of whatever but Mm -hmm. when the action is this good it just does not matter one iota i mean this is an action film like it it accomplishes what it's setting out to achieve i mean the action scenes are just shot with like so much clarity i thought yeah yeah um ryan johnson who directed you know last jedi and looper um he like tweeted out that like the set pieces in this are like they play like great dialogue in a way where they're just totally. like really crisp and like you can follow it, everything. I, yeah, like it, especially compared to like the Marvel crap that they like, put out and like there's cool mm. action, but it's like it all just kind of looks the same and you're like who's yeah. fighting who and it's all just kind of like blurred together. Like this is yeah. just and they hide so behind clear. effects so often. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I love the the what they did the score in this one. It was like mm. I don't know if you realize like heavy like bongo and like snare drum music. yeah definitely it's just like this like rapid like right from yeah. the very beginning totally um, whenever whenever I, it was like a one-on-one fist fight it was like the like really fast uh bongo drums that like <laughs> yeah I, I enjoyed that yeah yeah it i also i get like steamed up over like the the masks that are used like in this yeah, franchise yeah. like totally. i i always just like never see it coming and there's a lot of like sleight of hand, like almost like these like magician like angles in these Mission mm-hmm. Impossible movies that are cool. Yeah, the way um, they they few... they like massage the face, you know, when the mask is going on, and then they like pan to the side, and then they come back. You can, if you look really closely, you can see like the edit point at times where it's like, okay, he's putting on the Philip Seymour Hoffman mask, and now it's actually Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's it's really cool the way they do that, though. Yeah. So a couple of just like specific scenes, um, the skydiving sequence. Yeah, the halo. When he leaps out of the high plane altitude, and, low oxygen, and the cameraman like clearly just jumped out of it with him, and yeah. just shot from him the perspective of like him falling down. So he's like coming at you. Mm-hmm. Just incredible cinema. I remember right. just like watching the moment and be like, "What a freaking shot!" Right? Here. Yeah. Well, and the, you hear about like he did this jump a hundred eight times or 106 times yeah Yeah, and like the first 85 of them were from like eighteen thousand feet but then he did 25 or whatever uh in you know whatever twenty six thousand feet up where you have to wear this mask and have oxygen and stuff and he really did the jumps and he really you know like he's a maniac basically trained the cameraman how to how to like film him and, and how to focus on his face for that jump and it's something that you know could have easily been done on a green screen or you know especially nowadays just the the effect it almost would have looked slightly better but you could tell that this was real and that just added to it and 
just the drama and you you the way like you look out of the plane and you just are looking down on the clouds and you can tell that it's real like that's that's just really cool like he he goes he buys all into his movies for the stunts and for the you know entertainment of us it's the uh, lightning bolt yeah yeah that scene too oh so cool how they do it with the sound it was Uh, just like this is just freaking awesome yeah like i mean who would have thought like oh let's have a lightning bolt hit him as he's skydiving and cut out it was just so cool uh the bathroom fight yeah um like the freeway i just the hand-to-hand combat was just just badass like it was just Mm -hmm. awesome like again shot with like so much clarity and Mm -hmm. just really really cool the the whole sequence in paris like the chase scene he was yeah. on like bike car foot yeah you know when he's, he's like going when he's on the motorcycle, the motorcycle yeah and he's he, they're passing through they're going like the opposite way of traffic through around the arc de triomphe and we've been there we we walked to the top of that thing yeah, and we saw the yeah, the traffic that goes around that circle. It's it's basically How the city center of Paris. Yeah, and the How do you way permits for all that. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sure like some of it wasn't really there, but um, <laughs> right, okay, like yeah. just the thought of doing that is incredible. And uh, the way that it looked, like it, they were able to focus perfectly, like from his looking right on his level, going through the traffic, and it, I was like gripping my seat and. I don't know. It was really intense and just amazing. That was probably my favorite of the action sequences was just that yeah. that chase on the motorcycle. When he's running after Henry Cavill, uh, mm-hmm. like, um, what's his name? Uh, Walker. Puts the tracker on him. Oh. Um, and he's like, and he's like, go get that son of a bitch. I like fist pumped internally. I was like, let's go. Cruz is about Lane. to start running for the next 15 yeah. minutes. This is going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah, Ving Rhames. Um, oh, okay. The... Of course, the climax of the helicopter fight scene. Yeah. I like at one point I just like started laughing like deliriously, like totally straight jacket. I was like, yeah. "This is just like, I." They just they, again they tripled down. Um, mm. My buddy John, who I saw it with, like you know the sequence where he's like on the edge of the cliff in the helicopter, mm-hmm. and then the other helicopter is like tumbling towards him. Like most yeah. movies would just have the helicopter like leap over him, but instead yeah. like it hits the co- the chopper <laughs> that cruises in. They go down this like rock slide yeah and, it and then they're like fall off <laughs> yeah it's just like so ridiculous but so right. entertaining um i read that yeah he trained and like flew helicopter like you were saying yeah. at the beginning of this pod um and he just like wanted to do a helicopter stunt yeah and they were like all right well let's just do it you're on the and show he here. really flew i'm i'm sure not all of that was real, but uh, a lot of it, he was actually flying that helicopter. And of course, he's hanging from the the classic Mission Impossible thing where he hangs from something. He's hanging from the payload and then climbs up the rope. You know, it's like mm. just over yeah. the top outrageous, but really, really cool. And, you know, shot in, well, actually shot in New Zealand, but it was supposed to be cashmere. So uh, really beautiful, like mountain ranges that they're flying through. And I, I saw online this kind of funny fact that that sequence was 25 minutes long and the timer of the bomb is 15 minutes so it's like <laughs> yeah. it went little on little forever little. and like yeah kind of missed yeah, yeah. it there but of course they get it with you know one second left on the clock and it's you know classic yeah. but yeah when that was a these, really cool climax yeah like looking at these six mission impossible movies now i mean this pound for pound is definitely one of and you can make the argument like consistently great action franchises like ever i mean when they've made six of these and only really one of them is a clunker and there's like Mm -hmm. 
a few that are really good. I mean, I think this is like as an action movie Fallout. It's excellent. I mean, it's really I, good. Yeah, I really like this. And, you know, they're going to keep making more of these. I mean, I saw it at a huge box office weekend, but yeah, I can't fathom how they're going to be able to just topple, you know, top the the I action know. spectacle. I know. How can you top one? this one? It seems almost and impossible. Like six is a nice even number, but they do they do kind of leave it open for another one, of course. And he, they're having like a blast making them. And Cruz yeah. is fifty six. Like he'll probably he's gonna make one more. I don't know if he can make these in his sixties and do the kind of I stunts know. like unless he's an alien. Like I <laughs> yeah he could be, but <laughs> those what hamstrings do, I, are gonna get a little tight for that running style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I um. I might. Do you have a final rating for this? Because I have one that's pretty thick. Sure, sure. I, I gave it an eight point five out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I w- I'm leaning towards the eight point nine nine point okay. range. Like yeah, as yeah. an action movie, as I was like, just man, I, I I was just floored by it. Walking out with uh my buddies John and Zachy, we were all just like on a high from watching yeah, this and like totally. all on the same page of just how much fun this was and. Everyone listening to this, go see Fallout. I can guarantee you it is worth the admission of seeing this on the big screen. I mean, it is yeah. it is a spectacle. So. And I would I would almost argue or or say like don't don't worry too much about the plot. <laughs> you know, like no, it doesn't no, who cares? really. It's kind of secondary. Yeah. Like just go for the action sequences, and there is some human drama and like human emotion in the story, yeah, but yeah. that's. You you don't need to have seen all of them. Like you'll you'll pick up quickly of who's who, and right. it doesn't really you watch, matter. You watch a few good men for the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For a helicopter battle, you know. Yeah, it's and it, so, it made it set a record for these six movies. It had the best domestic opening weekend of sixty one point two million, and uh, it's already almost made its one hundred seventy eight million dollar budget back. I'm sure it will have by the time this pod is released. So it's a it's yeah. success uh, globally and doing really well. Um, yeah, I mean, there's Tom Cruise, man. Yeah, there's a lot. We, we just lot we just to, went through a a uh, hell of a career right here uh is there any any parting words um we've we've gone of course longer than we thought we would but it was uh i i found a new i don't know well i I guess i mean let's just like solidify it with what are your favorite three tom cruise performances so uh, like movies performances i mean i in no order, I'm gonna say my three. It's tough. Terry Maguire is definitely in there. Okay. Eyes wide shut. I yeah. kind of feel like I need to. I think that's more of just and the then, movie for me than I than freaking, him specifically. I freaking love Fallout, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Fallout. Like I, I'm glad. I love yeah. it. I mean, you know, there's a lot of great. I mean, you know, Minority Report I really like. Yeah, uh, Magnolia, War of the Worlds. But I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I'm just gonna go screw it. That's those are those are my three. I like it. Yeah, for me, right it's now. it's Rain Man, A Few Good Men, and then either, I guess you could say just Ethan Hunt as all of these Mission Impossible movies kind of six, cop out. Six and one. Yeah, but like character-wise, or that or Jerry Maguire. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're just, I just figured I would see it's, what sort of your favorite are. It's He's just one of those guys that has this amazing run where 
it, there's never really like a, a low point. Um, it, it's just always kind of it's Tom Cruise and the movie's worth seeing for him. So on that note, that is going to do it for this episode of Must Go Faster. Thanks so much as always for everyone for listening. And thank you, Tom Cruise, for giving us yeah. 30 years of Years of entertainment. Like Our entire no lives. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah. yeah. Remember to rate and review us on iTunes, and we'll uh, check you guys next time. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon-ish, Ben. Take care. Yes. Bye. Peace. Thank you.